Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Jen A., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, November 25th, 2021. It's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today we're reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we're in the chapter titled Working with Others. We're on page 101, reading the second paragraph beginning with In Our Belief, Any Scheme, and uh, just that one paragraph only. So today's readers uh, are Team Thursday. We have uh, Terry J. with the 12 Steps, Davlin E. with the 12 Traditions. The readers of the text are Devorah S. Closing reader is Nessa R. Our backup reader is Susan S.H. Newcomer greeter, Sam S. And second hour moderator is Matthew J. F. The reference numbers for yesterday, Wednesday, November 24th, 2021, our 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the number is 18,129. That's 18129. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time recording, that number is 18,130. That's 18130. Overeaters Anonymous Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting throughout our own contributions and neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. But our primary purpose is to abstain from and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. So what's our sole purpose? Well, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose. Our purpose is to carry the message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. And out of Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So I will now ask Terry J to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Terry. Good morning, Jan. Grateful to be able to read today, abstinent for yesterday and working on today. Terry J from Michigan. 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrong. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, 
continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks. Have a great day, everybody. I will now ask Davilyn E. to read the 12 traditions. Davilyn, good morning. Good morning, Jen. My name is Davilyn E. I am a compulsive eater from Manitoba, Canada, and I wish all my American fellows a happy Thanksgiving today. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, Each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks so much, Terry J. and Davilyn E. for your service reading the steps and the traditions today. Again, there's no uh, abstinence requirement to uh, do that. So if you're interested in looking for service, there you go. So how does our meeting work? Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're going to read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we do ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you also keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months, but there's no abstinence requirement for sharing on the topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. For sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. 
So to share, you're going to press star 1 to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. And in order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except for the speaker, should be muted. So today we resume our study of the chapter, Working with Others, in the big book. We're on page 101, second paragraph. And I will now ask Devorah S. to begin reading. Go ahead, Devorah. Thank you, Jen. Good morning, everyone. And thank you, everyone, on this line that makes this meeting possible. My name is Devorah S., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. In our belief of any scheme of combat, combating alcoholism, which proposes to shield the sick man from temptation, is doomed to failure. If the alcoholic tries to shield himself, he may succeed for a time, but he usually winds up with a bigger explosion than ever. We have tried these methods. Those attempt, these attempts to do the impossible have always failed. <laughs> and um, I love this little paragraph because it re- describes me, you know, in all my years of trying to get it, to trying to solve this problem. And, you know, they use, the, the book uses the word scheme. Um, and I looked up that word scheme. Scheme, you know, is a plan. It's an action plan, which is great. We all need a plan. But it usually involves a devious or negative result. Um, and so, you know, that's what I did all my life, you know. I, and it reminds me on page 30, 31 in the big book, you know, all the ways that we try to stop eating. And if you read that on your own, you could see all the different ways, all the methods. And if you're on this line, I'm sure you all can add, you know, what we've done to try to stop eating. And um, and they never worked, right? You know, how many times I made the sweet promises? Yeah, I couldn't do it. But it was always, you know, coming into this program and learning about what I have, you know, the allergy of the body, the obsession of the mind. That was the basis of, 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 of what I had. And it was an aha moment when I realized that because, honestly, I didn't know. I didn't know. I only knew was that I couldn't stop. Um, and, you know, how many times I was told, you know, just eliminate it now for a little while, and then later on, you can have it. Or, you know, people said to me, you know, just don't go there. You know, just stay away from there. You know, all these things, you know, it never brought me relief. Um, and what would happen? And, you know, how, and I, you know what? The truth of the matter is these things worked for a little while. They did. But what, what happened? All of a sudden, I was back into the food you know, stronger than ever, and 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 a bigger explosion than ever. The binge couldn't stop. Um, so you know, it was each scheme was always met with failure. Um, thank you, God. Today, you know, being here, it is not. You know, this is not a scheme. This is a way of life. This is a program which gives us positive results, and and the and and and. We see the results right here on this program, right here today. All these people are showing up today because we're all here because we know that this is a better way. And what do we have here? It's a way to get to God, a way to live in a spiritual manner, which no other program has taught me, taught me to get me out of my way, to open myself up to a way of of living in God's will. And, um, and you know, it's brought me back here every day for the last 22 years. Thank you, God. I have a way. Of, I have a program today with positive results. It's not a scheme. It's a way of life that brings me the solution 
and tells me who I am today, surrounded by people who are looking, who are living the same life that, that I'm striving for. And um, I'm just so grateful for the instructions in this book that teaching me how to live at a day at a time. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Perfect timing, Devorah. Thanks so much for getting us started. And we value everyone's experience. So we ask that you limit your share to every Thursday so that others might share their experience too. We can hear from some newcomers on the line. So who would like to share on what was read today? Katie G from Boston. Reva P. Nessa R. Marcia D. Dara Nessa. Marcia. Jackie A. from Connecticut. Dara. Lisa B. Jackie. Okay, let's stop there. All right, so this is what I got for the first lineup. Forgive me if I didn't write your name down. There were some other names in, in between names, um, but we'll catch you on the second part. I have Katie G, Reva, Nessa, Marsha, Charles, and Jackie. That's our lineup to get us started. So go ahead, Katie G. Good morning, Jen. Thanks for taking the meeting. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G, Recovered in Boston. And, you know, in our belief, any um, scheme that is about combating food isn't going to work. Why? Um, because I have an allergy of the body. And I have an ab obsession of the mind. I have an abnormal adverse reaction when it comes to certain foods, ingredients, and behaviors. But what this, what this really tells me is that the, um, the answer is not the steps. You know, for a long time, I, I've been calling into this meeting and I've been saying, don't forget about the steps, don't forget about the steps, don't forget about the steps. The steps are that treasure map. And I know I shared this the other day, but I can't forget about that, right? And Jen, sorry, I didn't press time. I can't forget that the treasure map is not the treasure. The treasure is God. And when I'm combating my alcoholism, when I'm combating my food addiction, I'm saying I have power, choice, and control. I'm saying that I don't have to do a step 10 or I don't have to do a step four. Or, you know, mentally, I'm okay. I got this, right? And um, I just can't combat. When I combat, I lose. I get into the, to the ring with God and you know what? My arms are too short. I can't, I can't, I just can't. So I'm just really grateful today that like the answer, you know, a lot of people say, and I said this too, like, I'm never going to give up. I'm never going to give up. Give the heck up. Stop trying. Like my suggestion is, is give up. And, you know, I will tell you that the women on this line who have changed and men who have changed my life for the most have said, have, I have called them and said to them, help me. Tell me what to do. And I'm recovered today by God's grace and mercy. Thanks be to God. And the food doesn't call out, but I am not cocky. I'm not going in to all the pies and messing around with them today. You know, like I don't ever want to forget the blessed fact of my abstinence. I also am grateful that I don't have to have a national holiday in order to be grateful. Like for today, you guys have helped me grow up in these rooms. I, I know that... Not everybody has a roof over their head, food in the fridge, clothes on their back, money in the bank. And you know what? Today I do. Today I have a family that uh, will tolerate me, will love me the best that they can. But more importantly, I will have honor, dignity, and grace. Not just because of these 12 steps, but because the answer is God. This is a God-shaped void, a God-shaped answer. 
and with God, all things are possible. And the way to get to God is entire abstinence and these 12 steps. And with that, I do pass. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Kitty G. Up next, we have Reva P, followed by Nessa R. Good morning, Reva. Good morning. This is Reva P, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. These words really strike me, schemes and combat. And it, for me, it has a connotation of warfare. And it's such a remember when of the warfare of me against my alcoholic foods and ingredients. And today it seems pretty insane, but you know, I didn't know that the first component of this disease was a physical allergy. And if I think about somebody who's allergic to peanuts or shellfish, you know, they don't go about trying to convince themselves they're not going to break out in an anaphylactic reaction or hives and go and, you know, eat some more shellfish and peanuts. But um, that's what I do. And every day was a war. Every day was a war with the food, with my body. My body was never thin enough. My body was never right enough. Um, I was just not right in my skin. Um, but what strikes me more is it doesn't say combating alcohol. It says combating alcoholism. I have the ism. If I just had a physical allergy, it would be easier to just put the food down and never think about it again. I have the mental twist. I have a mind that drives me back to the thing and the substance that kills me. And you know, we all talk about fighting the actual food substance, but the longer I'm around, you know, I can fight the manifestations of selfishness. I can tell myself, don't be resentful. You shouldn't be scared. Just let that go. I can even use a slogan to try to like whoosh it away. Oh, just let go, let God. I can't do that. It doesn't work for me. I cannot fight a resentment. I cannot make myself not scared. All those manifestations of self will require a spiritual solution. Um, so I need to do the step work so that that power can come in and I don't know what happens after I do a step 10. Sometimes I'm still really uncomfortable. But you know, after step 10 comes 11, I connect with this power that I still don't understand. Um, and then I don't think about it anymore. And the stuff gets lifted. So I need this program because if I'm combating the ism, I am doomed to failure. And it says always, always end up in failure. And I love the word trying. You know, if I'm trying, 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 I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, that's self-will. I need to allow because I do the little things, the little step actions. God does the heavy lifting. I just allow it in. Trying is usually self-will. And with that, I pass. Perfect timing. All right. Up next, we have Nessa R. Followed by Marsha. Good morning, Nessa. Hi, good morning, Vision for You. This is Nessa R, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. I, um, I was never interested in ba ba uh, combating the food. I was combating the weight. And, you know, came up with many different schemes, none of them which work, obviously, otherwise I wouldn't be here. But there was one scheme, a very sick scheme, that actually kept me thin for a few years. Um, but boy, was it hell. 
my gosh. Um, you know, needless to say, I had no neutrality around the food. The food was louder than ever. And at that time, I was actually thinner than I've ever been, even thinner than I am now. And I maintained it for a few years, but my mind was so sick. I was in a collision course with everything and everyone. I picked fights with everybody. Um, I had very, very few friends. I was never happy. I was always disgruntled. Um, you know, it was it was a very crazy time in my life. I think it was like the height of my disease. It was also a time when I was living in a you know glamorous place and an amazing you know a sophisticated job, earning lots of money. You know, and I was not happy at all. I was like totally the opposite. Um, Needless to say, that stopped working. And why did it stop working? Because food was still an option. And I've heard it said um, that when food is an option, it will be the only option. And eventually, I I returned to the food. And, you know, by the grace of God, um, I was led here. Uh, God took me by the hand and brought me here. And, you know, as a result of my connection with God, which I was able to develop um, through working these 12 steps in entire abstinence, I am such a completely different person. I don't have a glamorous job. I don't live in a glamorous city. I don't have a lot of money. I'm not ultra, ultra thin. Um, I have a normal body, but the food is peaceful. The food doesn't call to me. Um, safe and protected, no matter when, where I am, at a bakery, a Chinese buffet, it doesn't really matter where I am. Uh, seeing food doesn't trigger me anymore. And what's, what's even better is that, for the most part, life situations, people, uh, events don't trigger me anymore. And the, when they do, they don't trigger me as much. Like the, 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 the sense of, of, of peace and serenity not just around the food, but around everything, you know, little things, minor things, uh, big things, huge things, um, is, is indescribable and it is priceless. And I only have that because I know that God has my back, you know, that God can help me get through anything, and he does, and he does. But I have to remain unblocked from uh, from I have to remain unblocked to have access to God, remain unblocked from other gods like the food, remain unblocked from myself, from my selfishness, my dishonesty, my self-seeking, my little plans and designs, my desire to control everything and everyone. Thank you. And um, there's only one way to do it that worked for me, and that was the steps in entire abstinence. And thank you so much for allowing me to share. Thank you, Nessa R. Up next, we have Marsha followed by Charles. Good morning, Marsha. Good morning, OA fellows. This is Marsha D. in Ohio, gratefully recovered. Can I be heard? Go right ahead. Awesome. Thank you so much for moderating. So, yeah, this, is, um, this has been just such rich reading this week. And I'm kind of drawn to the one of the previous uh, paragraphs. Assuming we are spiritually fit, we can do all sorts of things alcoholics are not supposed to do. And then coming to today's, in our belief, 
any schemes of combating alcoholism which proposes to shield the sick man from temptation is doomed to failure. So, you know, early in my, my eating disorder career, you know, I went to an eating disorder treatment and one of the doctors was trying to help me with my nighttime eating. Um, most of my eating was, um, I would go to bed and awake and binge through the night. And, uh, she actually proposed I put a lock on the refrigerator and, you know, as I look back on that today in a recovered state, it's just so insane to think about that I actually came home and did that. But by the grace of God and these steps and all of you today, I can be free from all of that, those schemes, those plots, those things that never worked. And today what I'm looking forward to is is being able to show up to my family and friends, being able to be present And I'm really enjoying my intuition coming back to life. It's like problems that I probably would have dwelled on, never knew how to fix, are coming to resolution today. So, um, and quickly, you know, all in God's time. So it's just, um, it's interesting to me. But I, I think back on so many things, you know, one was I was at a holiday party for work and one of my colleagues uh, is a recovered alcoholic. And they had put magnum bottles of wine on all the tables. And I went to sit down with uh, this colleague and I moved the bottle of wine just thinking I was helping him. And he said, you don't have to do that. And I remember at the time being kind of perplexed. It's like, well, why wouldn't I do that? But today I get it. It's like he was in a place of neutrality. It wasn't necessary. And I'm grateful to be in that place of neutrality. When I think about how sick I got in my relapse, how how desperate I was and how much I was hurting my family. You know, we read last week more about helping the family and I'm keenly aware of just how my eating disorder affected my sons, uh, my friends, and how much they would try their own schemes, you know, to keep me from that temptation. And those things never worked. So it's only, you know, by God's grace. And today my, my heart's desire is to literally, you know, be his hands, his feet, you know, and yesterday in my prayer time, I also want to be his eyes, his ears, his mouth, and be able to uh, reach other people who also may be trying to scheme in their own way. So, um, so much more I could say, but I'm just filled with gratitude today for this text and for the people that came before us that, that took the time to write this, to to reach out so that we could be here today, you know, gathering and, and reflecting on it. So thank you, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you so much, Marsha D. from Ohio. Up next, we have Charles, followed by Jackie, and then we'll take another lineup. Hey, Charles. Hey, good morning, Jen. Thanks for your service. Charles H., I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I got a big voice, so I ain't going to ask that stupid question if you can hear me or not. Um, So, yeah, today is Thursday, and uh, we do what we do every single day, no matter what day it is. Um, If I try to classify uh you know uh, or put a specific uh thing on today today is a thing just like tomorrow will be a thing you know i if i did what i did yesterday and was successful i must still do the same thing again that word scheme says schism it's schism it, it's like tricks and and things like it's like saying hey you know what charles um you're going to stay away from your compulsive foods and food behavior, so you're not going to go to the supermarket and go up that aisle with them things that's in that aisle. That's ridiculous. It'll, it'll never work. You know You know what, Charles? You, you don't know how to swim. You don't know how to be uh, abstinent. 
but you're going to white-knuckle and hold your breath underwater, and when you come up, or no, don't come up, just just drown. Like, like the, the, the schemes, they may work for a little while, like abstinence, and I love what um someone said. You know, this this paragraph is like the art of war. <laughs> it's like it's like fighting your disease by yourself and um it's not successful. You know, uh even myself, I, I would not say I, I relapsed. I, I never had recovery. You know, I, I, I didn't you know, I like the saying surrender to win. You know, just put the white flag up and, and, and I like the action piece that comes after the surrender. Like you know, we hear you know I don't I don't like everybody and everybody don't like me and I surrender and accept that. Yeah, cause I win like that and 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 like you know you hear people saying um a lot of stuff right uh, you hear me saying a lot of stuff right and you know what like I surrender to what I say and sometimes I don't say much cause I know who I am. You know uh, I I don't fight those things no more that I used to fight. I I do fight other things like for example. I'm on the way to my mother's house. I was like, Mom, you know, I took her temperature yesterday, and, and, and she was bitter. She is bitter. All the people are bitter. And I surrendered to that fact, right? I'm not fighting her. I was going to spend the night with her. I said, you know what? Now nah, I'm going to come home, and then I'm going to see you in the morning, Ma, and I'm going to love you. And uh, when, when it gets too thick, I'm going to be like, Ma, I love you. I'll see you. I surrendered to that. I'm not fighting to be in your life more than I can take. You know, same thing with this disease. I'm not going to a bunch of meetings to pass the day away. But if that's what you got to do, you got to do that. I surrender to that fact. I'm going to see mom. We're going to share a meal. I'm going to go to a meeting. I'm going to talk to my sponsor. I do that every day. Every day is Thanksgiving. If I don't, and, and every day is a gift, so that's Christmas. And every day is a new year, so that's New Year's. But if I don't do these things and surrender and keep fighting, it's going to be Halloween. So with that, I wish you and bid you guys a happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, Charles H. from New York. And before we move on to Jackie, take a quick pause here and just let everybody know who might have just dialed in where we're at. We're in the chapter of Working with Others, page 101, paragraph number two. Um, and that starts with, in our belief, any schemes were scheming this morning. All right. So we have Jackie, and then we'll take another list of names. Good morning to you, Jackie. Good morning, everybody. I'm laughing because I feel like this morning is like when people say it's the Super Bowl of um, of meals. I, I have an Italian and Portuguese family on one side that any single time I go over there is like this much. So I feel like it's just it's good preparation in general for any future family gathering. Um, I'm from Connecticut and I'm a social worker. So I laughed hilariously that when I was doing my initial log list, every single freaking possible log that I could think of found in my worksheets, I was checking off. And when it came to my loser list, I never got divorced and I never got, I never had a felony and I never got fired for food. So it's like that intellectual side of me of like that scheming plotting was always running rampant, but I'm ridiculously spiritual. So it was like this compartmentalized part of me where I could be spiritual over here, but I could, I could fight addiction in a different way. And I work in recovery. I work as an integrated care clinician. And on Sundays for myself, like I treat myself, I work at a recovery center that is 
very spiritual. I bring my just for today daily meditations throughout the week, and I make a like I teach a class essentially called combating addiction. So I'm like cracking up that this is what we're talking about, and I look forward to it every Sunday. It does not burn me out. It gives me juice for the rest of the week. It gives me peace of mind in that day. And something like that came to me last year was. I was working with these folks that kept on relapsing and coming right, right back, like two days after they got a treatment. And I remember from my own experience being an addict, I was like, I'm not, I'm not taking opioids. Like I've, I've never developed an appendix, but I didn't want to because food was my drug of choice. And I kept saying like to my folks that were there, they'd be like, oh, were you in recovery? And I'd be like, yeah, kind of. Like I wasn't, I didn't even... I wasn't even accepting that I was an addict. I wasn't even accepting that I was a food addict. I would say I had a problem with it. And what I would describe addiction was, and going through treatment, I would say, like, this scheme of, like, you're in this, like, in the previous paragraph, you're in this place where it feels like you're having surgery and they put a numb blocker in you. And when you go home two days later and you don't have the medicine anymore, you don't have that spirituality or whatever, it feels like effing jellyfish. Your your whole body is rewiring itself. It's it's stinging from the inside out. And that's what I went through when, like, the nerve blocker wore off. And I saw time and time again folks relapse and come right back into treatment or go right back out into, like, the ERs or whatever or overdose scenes because the jellyfish singing got to them and they, they like, they had to fix it in their own, in their own way. And on holidays, like, my grandpa is like my go-to. He'll like push the nuts away for me. Or my grandma used to wrap things in tin foil, thinking like that was like radioactive or something. Um, and it never worked. And now it's just like I'm spending more time with people that pray. I'm Can spending more time. Oh, thank you. And and with that, I just look. I I have to do the hospitalization phase today. I just got to do it until I can get through the steps. So with that, I pass and thank you everybody for your service today. Jackie, before you leave, can you give us the first initial of your last name, please? Perhaps she didn't hear me. Okay, that was Jackie. I don't know the first initial of our last name, but she is from Connecticut. All right, so now we're going to take another list of names. We value everyone's experience, but we do ask that uh, you limit your shares to every third day so that we might hear from everybody. All right, who else would like to share on the paragraph that was read today? Julia. Linda G. Dara. Was it Joy? Sorry, could yes. you pause for a second? Was it Joy S? Okay. Yes. So uh, I got Joy S, Linda D. Go right ahead. Amy Lori G. D. Amy. Dara. And was it Laura or Lauren? Lori G. Kathy J. Sorry, hold on just a second. Is it Laura or Lauren? Lori D. Thanks, Lori. Appreciate it. Okay. I got Joy, Linda, Amy, Lori, and Rod. Who else? Kathy J. Dara Lee. L. From Pennsylvania. And Kathy. Okay, let's stop there. I got Joy S., Linda D., Amy, Lori, Roz, and Kathy. All right, Joy, go right ahead. Joy S., star one. Thank I'm you. Your phone. <clears throat> Thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Joy S. from Philadelphia. Thank you so much, everyone, for this meeting. Um, you know, what pops out at me is, you know, the scheming, you know, and um, I just celebrated 60 days of abstinence and um, last Friday. And, um, you know, I can 
I, you know, I need to have that self-honesty, that rigorous honesty, you know, that there is a part of me that still, um, you know, wants to scheme a bit. Um, and, um, you know, just getting real with that, just getting really honest, um, whether, you know, I don't want to weigh a measure or, you know, or I don't want to make those phone calls, those daily phone calls, um, and just surrendering to that process, you know, self-will will arise. And, um, you know, just being so grateful that, um, you know, all of you are out there, you know, and I can pick up the phone, I can, you know, make phone calls, I can do those reach outs, uh, those things that I don't want to do. And then that um, self-will run riot quiets down. So I'm just really, really grateful for this meeting. And um, I hope everyone has a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thanks. Thanks so much, Joy S. from Philly. Up next is Linda D., followed by Amy. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Jen. Hi, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thursday. I'm so um, amazed, really, to be who I am, where I am. I've been in the program a really long time. Oh, who I am, where I am. I'm from Connecticut, if I didn't say that. And... um, Who I am. Well, I'm an addict and I'm recovering, and that's amazing to me. You people, that's who you were when I started, you people. You people talk about God, 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 and I don't want to hear it. Imagine a while later, that's my, my best word. Unbelievable. I was an atheist. Maybe you're not an atheist. Maybe you know God is real. That's a plus. Now I'm going to get a chance either way. I'm going to get a chance by doing this program to take the treasure map that was mentioned and actually experience firsthand inside me. God. No. Yeah. Me. This piece of shit I thought I was, excuse the French, that's who I thought I was. Or sometimes I thought I was really superior. You know, you just don't know. I know. Uh Uh-uh, neither one. I'm a beloved creation of an immense, immense presence that loves, just loves. And every day I hope that I'm teachable. I try to be teachable. Listen to the voice of truth within me. And follow it one step by the next step. It works, and I have a life second to none. And believe me, I have crap going on just like you do. I don't care as long as I have a way out of hell, which is what this is, a way out of hell. Thanks. I pass. God bless you. All right. Thanks so much, Linda D. Up next is Amy. Amy, if you'll give me the first initial of your last name and where you're calling from today, Welcome. Go right ahead. Good morning, Jen. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Maryland. So grateful to be here. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. These attempts to do the impossible have failed. Attempts to do the impossible. So for me, that's like I've lost before I even got started. I'm attempting to do the impossible. And for a compulsive overeater, a true compulsive overeater like me, with the twofold nature, physical allergy, mental obsession, 
It doesn't matter what I try. Any human idea, you all have given so many great examples. and We've been reading about the Greenland ice cap, any geographical cure, anything I can come up with, anything my family or my mother could come up with was not going to fix what was my God-shaped hole inside of me. I lacked power. So every time I tried something that was outside of these 12 steps was going to fail because I was attempting to do the impossible. I don't know about you all, but these 12 steps are the only thing that pointed me to a power greater than myself that could restore me to sanity. And thank God I know that today. If it's one thing for me to be grateful today, it's the fact that I know who I am. I know what I am. I know what I have. And I know what the solution is by the grace of God and these 12 steps. And that's what I need to do today and every day is to work those steps and work these steps. Also, I need to say this idea of shielding the sick man. I mean, we are in the chapter working with others. And for me, I cannot shield sponsees. My job as a sponsor is to not shield the sponsee from the work that is entailed in doing these 12 steps. It takes work. And I also need to know for me, and I'm, I can grateful for my own experience that my sponsor does not shield me. My job is to treat you with love and tolerance and give you my left arm to help you, but it's not to enable you, love you, hate your disease. And frankly, there were times when my sponsor needs to give me a hug. And there are times when my sponsor says, well, how did that work for you, Amy? There are times when I need more of a tougher version of love. Or for me, I like to call it a swift kick in the ass because my behavior is having consequences and I need to be called on it. And I need to be pointed back to my higher power and the work that these 12 steps uh, entail on a daily basis. I live 10, 11, and 12, and every day I am trying to reach and reconnect with my higher power in a deeper way because that is the source of power that I need today and every day to not only not have the food call but to live in a recovered and sane manner and get along with all of those around me, even extended family that are going to be hanging out around my home today. I'm doing it with you all. God bless. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Amy G. from Maryland. Up next, we have Lori D. followed by Roz G. Good morning to you, Lori. Go right ahead. Good morning. I'm Lori D. from Brooklyn, New York. Um, I was just thinking this meeting is so good. I'm listening and hearing a lot. And um, I don't have to scheme today. I um, so, Somebody asked me if I'm having a food-a-thon. There's no food-a-thon for me. I'm having my three meals. I'm going to get together with family. It's I don't have to scheme or manipulate i don't have to take the first bite and um i'm just glad to be here thank you we're glad you're here too Lori d thanks so much we're glad you're here too Lori d from brooklyn new york up next we have roz g followed by kathy good morning roz good morning everybody my name is roz g i'm a recovered compulsive overeater and i'm in palmdale california and I'm up at O Dark Hundred on a meeting this morning, which I am every day, just about, because um, I need I need it. And the line here says that he usually winds up with a bigger explosion than ever. So that reminds me of 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 the person that says this this disease is permanent. 
this disease is progressive and this disease is fatal. And, you know, for so many years, uh, I, I was so ashamed of being a compulsive overeater around my family because, you know, all of, our, all of us have a diff- come from a different culture and, 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 you know, the food that we bring to the table on Thanksgiving is different with different familial cultures. And mine is, of course, you know, gumbo and jambalaya and um, all that stuff that comes, you know, the, the peach pie and the, this kind of pie. And, and to not eat it is, is, is a little insulting to, to the family, you know. And for many years, I couldn't not eat it. Um, and I can't shield myself from that. And, and, you know, for it's been a few years now that I haven't indulged in the family, you know, and the, the foods that I'm not supposed to indulge in on Thanksgiving or any day. Um, but today I'm not shielding. I'm putting it in the my, the my, my, me, myself, and I uh, uh, tense today with this paragraph is I'm not shielding myself from the disease of compulsive overeating today. Um, I've taken care of me. Uh, I've taken vegetables out of the garden and I made a beautiful salad that I'm going to bring with me today. And um, I'm going to be able to sit with my family and smile and um, get take my medicine here, <laughs> the 12 steps, being on a meeting, sharing and being honest. Because if I don't, I'm doomed to failure. F- failure failed utterly. It says in other places, we've tried this over and over and failed utterly. And, and, you know, another way to protect myself from this is, you know, every year our church has a dessert and um, family gathering Wednesday night, the night before Thanksgiving. And this year I chose not to go to it. I was on a meeting last night. I went to a, uh, an exercise class and I was with people with um, where I felt very comfortable. So, yes, t- today's not just another day for me. Yes, it is Thanksgiving. And I do. And I am thankful to God for my recovery to my programs, to the 12 steps, to the people that came before me, because I don't want, I don't want to fail today. I want to be, I want to wake up tomorrow morning knowing that I was abstinent today. Thank you. I heard the bell. Have a great day. I pass. <laughs> Thank you, Rajji. All right. Now, up next, we have Kathy, and then we're going to be able to take a few other shares. So, Kathy, go right ahead. Hi, everybody. This is Kathy J. Recovered. Um, Hi, Kathy. Go right ahead. Thanks. Um, Can you hear me? Yep. Go right ahead. Thanks. Um, Hi. Oh, I love this paragraph. This paragraph is about working with others um, and my scheming to make them something, anything, so I could be comfortable. And I spent some years trying to get somebody else to be fixed, and I relapsed. Um, (laughs) promptly, uh, not so promptly, but um, so, you know, this says to me, love and tolerance of others. Today isn't about me. And when I tried to get my sponsees to get it, or when I tried to get, you know, show, you know, give my recovery to other people, um, you know, it failed because I want, what's my motive? My motive needs to be to be helpful, loving, and tolerant, and to have faith they're going to recover, and to have faith that if my higher power is involved and I set myself aside, 
I'm going to experience other people in a way I never did before and experience the day. It never occurred to me that there might be a million things to do besides focus on the food today or on not having food today, to be food neutral uh, because I have new experiences. uh, And that's what I want. I want a new experience because I'm not focusing on, you know, I'm being a, 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 a vision for my for my higher power who can do the impossible. The impossible happens in my life all the time, and it's not because of what I do. So the scheming to to get, I spent so much time in that, and it's fear that I'm not going to get my way around people, and things are going to be uncomfortable. And if I tell the truth about food and it makes somebody else in the room uncomfortable about their food, then I just say a little prayer, God, you know, what am I meant to be here your will, not mine in their life, and believe that others can be happy and believe that I can change the subject if people are bitter or talking about something that's controversial or upsetting. You know, ask them about themselves. Whoa, (laughs) this compulsive overeater, ask them about themselves, their childhood, their business, their life, and just listen. Um, That's impossible for me, and it's all possible for God, and it's a program of action, not thinking. You know, and um, no matter how far along the path I am, um, it's still not about me. And I don't know more than someone else's experience. I can only say, you know what, that sounds like whatever. In my, I experience you as, and that's the truth with sponsees. And it's helped. It's really helped. So, um, you know, I look forward to today and being in a new experience and to eating food neutral and to having my higher power go before me. Thanks, everybody. That'll pass. Perfect timing. Thanks so much, Kathy. All right, we have a couple more shares on the clock. Who else would like to share this morning? I can take two of Dara them. L. Dara and who Larry else? G. Larry G. Larry, thanks so much. We'll stop there. All right, Dara L, go right ahead. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia, um, which is also the vast and beautiful Lenape territory. And so just to any First Nations people on the line today, I'm uh, wishing you love and light on this day of mourning. Um, So yeah, how does this paragraph apply to me um, and my schemes of combating bulimia? Um, So I think about going in and out and in and out of treatment 18 times. And I think about moving and getting into relationships and getting out of relationships and giving my mother my credit card so I couldn't go buy food and all the things that I tried. Um, You know, and I remember one time I I stole food on the way out of a treatment center, (laughs) you know, like, um, but here's the problem with all of that, you know, is that the temptation when I'm fighting, when I'm fighting temptations, I'm not realizing that actually the temptation isn't outside of me at all. It's inside of me. You know, I have a body and a mind that is going to lead me back to the thing that's going to kill me. And so it's the inner work that has to happen um, in order for those external temptations to to cease to be a thing, right? Like, like why am I – the problem is in me, and if I don't know that um, – then I'm just going to be fighting the world. And that, that's the stance of addiction is to be fighting the world. And so I, I love that in this paragraph, um, 
it really teaches me, and, and in the big book, you know, it, it teaches me that actually I, the world isn't out to kill me. I'm out to kill myself. So I've got to fit myself to, to be in this world um, as a contributing member of society. And I don't know how to do that without God because my brain is sick. You know, my brain is so twisted. The things I think, um, you know, are, are really, really sick. And so I need, you know, I need light to be shown into those places of darkness and and that for me is where it was so helpful to find a recovered fellow who had walked this path before who explained to me about the allergy of the body and the obsession of the mind and then who lovingly um, guided me through the steps and had the courage to tell me some tough truths about myself because I am a stubborn nasty, like mean, F you kind of person. And so to have someone who, who was willing to, to work with me um, and then to be able to pass that miracle on to others and work with other people and, and to always see myself, you know, whether I'm doing step work um, specifically, uh, you know, with, with me, with, with the sponsor or whatever, like I see myself, but when I'm working with sponsees, I see myself too. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm defiant. Like, oh yeah, I think I'm unique or whatever it is, you know? And I, I, I don't, it, this program is such a miracle of love and, um, and I'm so, I'm, I'm really appreciative today and I'll pass. Thanks so much, Dara L from Philly. Up next, Larry G, can you take us out in two minutes, please? Good morning, Larry G. Uh, wow, what a great meeting. You know, let's tell the truth. Thir today is not just another Thursday. Today is one of our culture's largest, biggest food holidays. The other is Christmas and our national religious holiday, which is Super Bowl Sunday. Um, you know, I it, when I say that this is just another day, it's like it says in the big book where the farmer comes out of the root cellar and a, a tornado has just ripped across his community. And he tells his wife, Ma, just another day. Just a, it's, it isn't a grand day. It's a beautiful day. Um, you know, today is just not another day. Uh, my uncle and aunt have taken us to, are taking us to a first class buffet. I mean, this is where there's buffet tables, almost a football field in length. I better have a defense walking in there. I better have, have a plan walking in there. Um, I had better take God because it reminds me on page 24 where it says, I cannot sufficient, I cannot um, summon the sufficient consciousness to remember pain and suffering even a day or a week ago. Um, I, I am without defense. And so I need to take God with me in there. Uh, and I, need, I better have a plan and I had better have my food weighed and measured uh, before I go in there. Because I'm I'm an addict. I'm a food drunk. Um, I have reason to go to bar and grills. I am a recovering alcoholic. Um, but I go in there with God. Um, and today I will go with God and serve my family, show up and be present. Um, food is third or fourth on the list. But I walk in there with God. I have the sense. And I hope that if there if there is any new person on this line today, that you have a plan of action today. You have a, a, a food plan and you have a plan of action and how you're going to uh, thrive, not survive, but thrive. You can, you, can survive, you can survive, which is to me um, what I did prior to Visions in 2020, but really go to that Thanksgiving um, holiday meal, thriving, being with your family, being with friends, giving service, 
enjoying your food, um, and then putting the fork down and um, enjoying the rest of that holiday. My name is Larry G. I'm from California, and uh, thank you for um, for everything that this team has done today to put this meeting together. I'm out. Perfect timing. Thanks so much, Larry, for closing us out. We appreciate you. Everybody else who shared on the line today, as well as those of you who are listening. Um, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following this closing. Let me give you the share ID for today's meeting. Uh, for November 25th, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the number is 18,138. That's 18138. So we will now close the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Nessa R. please read a vision for you? Nessa, star one. This is Susan. Can I help? Thanks. So, Susan, go right ahead. Thank you. Okay. Ah, oh, Susan S.H., grateful recovered in Ohio. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. <laughs>